Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Ivory and this is Roz. And today's topic is evolving life purposes. Before we jump into that topic, we want to say hello to our listeners in Marlboro, Connecticut. We see you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being here with us week after week. Uh, We actually had a listener request this topic. Uh, Yes, we have talked about life purpose a couple times before from different angles. And this one is about our personal experiences. There, there's so much value in storytelling, especially when it's about real life. And so, um, Roz, do you want to talk about like how? Let's let's talk about how you felt pulled to do what you did first, like your first life purpose, your first what you were felt like was your mission at the time. I'm not sure. I knew. <laughs> Um, I mean, I just could always do this, just but to do it for a living, yeah, information would like be streaming in, and people always were asking me, you know, well, you know, what do you think? What do you think? And I would just tell them what I got, but i I would never have thought about doing that in a professional capacity. I mean, I thought it was just, you know, my opinion, I guess. <laughs> and I can be pretty opinionated. I was going to say Roz has plenty of those, but my dad says I have an opinion about everything. I take that as a compliment. Well, I think, you know, if your brain is in high function, like you're constantly analyzing, reviewing, looking, you know, et cetera, et cetera, we probably all have some of that. That just comes with the territory. The one thing that I realized when I when I actually really started doing this, um, I went to right when I got out of high school. Um, I went to a a reader at the Spiritualist Church, and it was like Friday night sessions that were about 15 or 20 minutes. And I went with a friend and it was kind of an eye-opening moment for me because I had never thought about before, okay, I could do this and I could do it, you know, in a, in a professional kind of a capacity. So I think that was the first like wake up call. I'm not sure I fully responded to the wake up call because, you know, I was like 18 and just my first year of college and, you know, just bouncing all over the place. And I worked too. So, I mean, the combination of going to school full time and working some serious part time hours, I wasn't really thinking about doing anything other than going on my purpose of get a degree, get get a degree, get a degree, you know. So at the point at which I began to um, have people offering me things to help them, 
with information was probably right in those early years. And I'm not even sure it's went being then. You know, I I just felt like, well, I can help people. You know, people who are experiencing um, lack of clarity or they're stuck or they can't see their path. It just would come to me. And I think that's what sort of evolved into the purpose of, you know, to me, this is all about helping people and helping people with their information or helping people with how they feel about where they are and what they're doing. So I'm, I am I still feel like we all, you know, we're so influenced by everything around us. And of course, my influence my whole life um, was about getting a degree and a regular job. So the thought of doing this, this was just kind of like a sideline thing that I did. And if someone had said to me that I would be doing what I'm doing now when I was, you know, 18 or 20 or 21, 22, I would have laughed because it just that's this kind of thing also was not available back then. Fortunately, we have awakened (laughs) and we have realized (laughs) that this source of information that comes in through your angels and guides and it's there for you. And I I think it's a wonderful time right now because people are getting it. You know, they really are. You know, I was thinking back yesterday, knowing we were doing this show today. The first taste I had of a job that made me feel like I was really helping people was as a teenager being a lifeguard in Prescott. And I got literally saved people's lives. And I I liked that. And that felt good. And so I, I think that that was like the first thing I had, the first job I had that felt really like a light worker job at all. And then I actually was working as a manager of a financial planning firm. And one of our, one of our, uh, like our uh, advertising reps came in one day and she worked for a radio station and she, she knew I was not happy there. And she offered me a job at the radio station. She said, come in. Uh, They really want to meet you. I'm like, okay. I went in, boom, I'm hired. Now I was hired as a receptionist and for less than six months, I was sort of a receptionist there. But then I became operations manager, promotions manager, national sales manager. It was a small station, so I wore a lot of hats. But what I liked about that job, and I remember very distinctly, was that people would thank me all the time for turning their business around through the ads I wrote and promotions I would do. And and I also got to do even more importantly was environmentalism, um, cleanups of waterways and parks and trails in the Prescott area that I had organized with for the community as a promotion. But it was because that's what I cared about a lot. And um, developing all kinds of programs that were community oriented to help people like rides. If you're if you're too inebriated to drive home, you can call this number and get a free ride home, things of that sort. So 
that, you know, it felt really good. And I was a young mother then. And um, it, it was fun to do things I could do with my daughter, you know, because I was a single parent for, for most of that time. So that was my first thing. Like, and I feel like I didn't know that that was going to help awaken even further the light worker side of me. So it's not always a job in the field of spirituality or healing that is your first job or task that really awakens that side of you that makes you realize how important it is to you to help people. And that is such a core part of being a light worker. If there's one trait I would say defines a light worker, it is that you are most happy when you're helping people. Absolutely. So, you know, it doesn't, you could have done all kinds of jobs before you stepped into this. So I have to say, I left the radio station in 92. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> and I'll talk about that next. So what did you do after that, Roz? Like, what was, your, I know you had a career doing something else for a while. You want to talk about that? Well, I everything that I was focused on at the time that I was in my early 20s was I wanted to be a journalist. That was my huge focus. I always loved to write, and I wanted to write about current events and what was going on. And I've always been interested in how things happen and how people do the things that they do and how events occur, how things evolve, and how laws get made. And all of those things were just very interesting to me. So that was my original thought was, you know, making a contribution, making a difference, like you're talking about, in situations, events, and people's lives. Um, I did do some work that I felt was um, productive, but in the journalistic side, but eventually I kind of adjusted my major to be public relations, marketing, and advertising. So I, I took a different approach then. And that's actually, um, that was kind of a bit of a wake-up call for me too. I stum literally stumbled, quote unquote, like this job, just like you're talking about with the uh, radio station job just was sent to me. And it was obvious that it was the job for me. And it was working for a nonprofit who, um, which the purpose of was to uh, put on events. And I was living in San Diego. That's where I was born and raised. And um, it was a group of local people. There was a very small staff, like two people. <laughs> and I was one. <laughs> And we put on events in a very large venue in San Diego, Mission Bay Park. And all of those events were for public participation and to kind of promote that particular area. So I ended up starting to do um, public service announcements on radio and television, doing um, writing, writing news releases. Lots of things that I really felt satisfied doing. And the events that we put on were pretty highly attended. So on the 
days and times of those events, it was just a wild and crazy adventure. (laughs) Um, And that was really fun, you know, and I was young enough that I had the energy to do that. But all this whole time, I was still doing readings for people. And I still had people asking me, you know, what do you think about this? Or what do you feel about this? Never translated that really into a profession. I mean, it just never evolved in my head. But once things started rolling and I had a mindset um, that I wanted to live certain places, I wanted to be, I'm not a city girl (laughs) by any means. So I wanted to be out a little bit. I wanted to be a little more rural than that. And I think that desire to relocate and to be in those places is probably a part of what pulled me along. And I'm pretty convinced that my life was all about um, being sent what I needed by my guidance. And that's how I've ended up where I am today, really, in Sedona. (laughs) I had another pit stop on the way to Sedona. It was a long one. I was working in radio, and I started feeling this push to go back to college and then major this time in psychology. There's a lot of depression in my family, and it made an impact on me. And it's very interesting because um, I will just say the owners of the radio station were very, very toxic people, and they would do terrible things, just attack the salespeople and different people. They would just attack them. And as soon as, soon as I started there and saw that, I thought, okay, I, I didn't need training in psychology to know my turn would come. So as the push was <laughs> getting really strong, they suddenly started attacking me. And it was interesting. I look back on that and think... It's thank you for that, because it was the push that got me out of there. Um, I I started going back to school and I did leave there and go work in a psychiatric hospital. And I worked in that, not in a psychiatric hospital, but I worked in the field of mental health for 16 years. And that was even way more fulfilling because I was working with people who were homeless and low income and I could make a big difference in their lives. I could help them find housing. I could be there to comfort them when they were going through something rough. I could I could uh, calm things down at the residential facilities. And uh, I, I felt really, really good working in that field. And I really loved the patients. Um, I never saw myself leaving. But on the side, my angels had pushed me to do readings for a little phone psychic service that was based in Sedona, of all places. And I did readings for them under a different name, didn't have to show my face. And I fell right into doing uh, corporate intuitive work really fast, which always amazed me that CEOs would want to call a phone psychic, you know, like, and and do work with somebody they never met, never saw face to face. But it was very interesting. So that felt good and helping people. And during that time, I was also mentoring some people who also had some skills, psychic skills, primarily a few with mediumship. And 
just sort of casually mentoring them, trying to help them get to a place where they felt comfortable doing readings, doing sessions. And, um, and I was still working in mental health. So finally, my angels pushed me out of that nest. I thought I'd retire from the my last position where I was program coordinator for mental health program for this county that I live in here, central Arizona. And I just figured I'd work there till I retired. But no, they're like, nope, now you are going to move mm-hmm. to Sedona and you're going to open a business. You're going to use your own name. Use, you know, you're going to meet people in person. And I really remember feeling petrified about this, especially because I wasn't leaving the state or moving across the country or something. I was just still just over the mountain from where I did mental health work. But, you know, even the people who knew me from there have not had a problem with it. So they've been intrigued by it. But then that was so interesting because that segue, even though I felt like I was kicking, screaming, hanging onto the doorframe, refusing to move like a mule, they got me here. And I met Roz really quickly. Like, I think I met Roz the week I moved to Sedona. So it was crazy. I was meant to be. It was. Mm -hmm. So um, that was interesting in itself. Nothing has been as satisfying, nothing as a light worker, as somebody who is their core mission is to help people. Nothing's been more satisfying than doing spirituality work. Nothing. You know, you help people in such. Um, such a multitude of ways and and very powerfully uh, helping people change their own lives for the better. So um, it's it's just fascinating to me. And what's really interesting is how I can look back and see how every job I've had, every mission my angels guided me to has made this one go better for me. I couldn't, I, if I hadn't had the experience in marketing, I wouldn't be able to market our business. If I hadn't had the experience in mental health, I would not be able to even offer some of the services I have. I wouldn't have the training and experience to do it. So it's all step by step, like a puzzle fitting together that you can't even see the puzzles there and the pieces are being put in place. And then before you know it, the puzzle's done and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know I was part of a puzzle. (laughs) I call that the stepping stones. (laughs) It is. I guess the last shift would be a stairway. What do you think led you, Roz, into starting our own business? Because that was kind of like the next step. Well, I came to Sedona in 2004. And I I came because, and I, I always used to laugh about this, my angels literally nagged me to come here. I mean, it was like an everyday, constant, ongoing push, drive. And I really, it's so funny. I came here when I was really young and I realized I had a deja vu thing. I realized I'd lived here before. I felt like I was going to live here again. It was a very strange experience, but I never really put anything about that into action until I started getting this huge push to come here. And I kept hearing, this is where you're supposed to be. This is, you know, you need to be where people can access. That was the big word I kept hearing. People need to be able to access you. 
I was finally like, okay, I, I, I would never have imagined that I would reach a point where I would take all of my children, move their home, put them in a different school environment, you know, and get an office and just go poof. <laughs> it was really, it was really amazing to me. And I have, you know, kind of a, um, a very significant, just intuitive hit that it wasn't, it wasn't just me, of course. It was all of my children, too. And they needed to be out of the environment where we were. Because Southern California has gotten a little crazy. And it, it was starting to get that way a long time ago. So it all just kind of came together. But from the standpoint of me personally... I just knew that I was supposed to come here and get myself on a different path. Before that, I had been actually doing interior decorating work for a number of years where I was helping people select flooring, um, counters, kitchens, cabinets, you know, whatever. Because I worked for a very large company for a while. And it was really an interesting switch. To come to Sedona, rent an office, and go, okay, I, you wanted me to come here? I'm here. Send me whatever it is I need. And it happened. <laughs> so It's like that. And like you, when I moved here, I already had the intention of opening my own business, not just continuously working for someone else. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but it's interesting, like meeting Roz. And then before I even moved here, before I even found a place to live, I found the perfect place to have a business. And it's still in that plaza. We just moved to a different suite. But that ended up being where we were for the first two and a half years in this one suite. Now we're in a different one in the same plaza. And it's it's like I was pulled. I saw a for rent sign and I'm like, I'm not, I don't even have a business. I'm not even living here yet. And I'm being pulled every week when I came up to look for a place to live, I'd go look at that suite through the windows, you know, just check it out. And I just felt like that. There's such a pull to that. Then when meeting the right person, then that's, you know, sort of like, okay, it's coming together. And I found out, you know, Roz wanted to have her own business and, and uh, we have a, our own way of just, we like low, no drama, <laughs> like low key. <laughs> No trauma, trauma. And we could control the the energy and our clientele and our hours. So um, I know that there's people out there also who want to know like how, how to recognize these signs, like how, and once you feel it, like what can you do to move things forward? Um, I hope you'll join us over at our Patreon page. We are already uploading content, exclusive content there. And um It'll be up and running in about two weeks, but know that one of the first things you'll see on there is a little information, a video about exactly that, how to recognize when it's happening to you, that it's time to shift and what to do when that happens to get through that faster. So in the meantime, we hope that you have an enlightening day. 
thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.